Welcome back to another episode of the Totally Biased NBA Podcast. Right now it is about 4 a.m. on October 5th, 2020. And uh, this episode will be about another trade for the Celtics as well as the NBA Finals Game 3 recap. So first, I'm gonna, in the first section, I'm going to get into uh, the recap of the 2020 Finals Game 3. And because the game has just been over for a couple of hours... And I have some points written down. I want to get these over with quickly. So in this game, it is uh, actually the Miami Heat that came out on top. And uh, defeating Los Angeles Lakers 115-104. to And uh, bringing the series back to a 2-1 series. Which, I mean, it's technically uh, still a very much a series. So it's, like, you know, it's not like a 3-1 lead. It's still only a 2-1 lead for Lakers. So really, this series is far from over, you know? It's still anything's possible in this series, and the Heat can very much come back. Uh, and uh, however, you know, this win doesn't feel really encouraging for the Heat, to be honest. It feels like a one-off, but still, it's pretty amazing that the Heat won, considering, you know, two of their best players in Adebayo and Goran Dragic did not play this game. So it's still very impressive, nonetheless, to win this game. Not, let alone winning by eleven points. So the main, uh, so the main reason uh, the Heat won this game was because Jimmy Butler just was on fire this game. Uh, in this game, uh, Jimmy Butler uh, had a total of uh, forty points, forty points, eleven rebounds, thirteen assists, a good old triple double. It is very, very, very impressive to be honest, considering that he is pretty much the only reason the Heat was winning this game. Uh, you know, Tyler Hero had 17 points on pretty bad shooting. He's not shooting, he didn't shoot that well this game at all. Uh, Kelly Olenek, uh, contributed by 17 points. Uh, Duncan Robinson had 13. Myers Leonard had 7 points. Jay Crowder had 12. And, uh, that's pretty much all the help Jimmy Butler really got. So, it is very impressive how Jimmy Butler was able to carry the heat. And it was obvious that uh, Jimmy Butler was the best player on this court on the court the entire game, which is very impressive considering he was on the court with Anthony Davis and LeBron James, two first-team All-NBAs. And uh, he, quite frankly, was dicing up the Lakers' defense, both scoring and also just playmaking. Uh, he was dishing out one uh, great passes after another, and uh, it was a very inspiring performance to carry your team, to literally wheel your, your entire team back uh, to steal a game from the Lakers. And, uh, yeah... Kudos to Jimmy Butler for his performance because that's pretty darn impressive. Uh, J- Kelly Olynyk for the second game in a row had a really nice game. He had 24 last game, had 17 this game. I'm um, pretty efficient, 17 points as well. Uh, Kelly Olynyk, you know, he is free agent after this season, so you know, maybe, maybe uh, this final round can give him a pretty good market value and help him get a really good contract in the open market. Tyra Hero scored 17 points, and, uh, you know, Tyra Hero was pretty cocky after making, like, a late in the fourth quarter three. But uh, to be honest, Tyra Hero did not have a good game. He did not shoot very well this game. I don't know the specific of how he shot, uh, but uh, he um, he shot 6 of 18. Oh, sorry, he shot 6 of 18. Yeah, he did. Uh, two, for, 2 of 7 from 3. So he wasn't, like, just killing it. But he was, his demeanor was as if he scored 40. 
instead of Jimmy Butler. So, I don't know. I'm not a big personally not a big fan of Tyler Hero. He's he he screams this uh, cocky mentality to me. He is, I mean, he has the balls and he has the skills to be this one of the cocky players, but he didn't really have a nice game. He was still acting like he was the best player on the court. I'm not a big fan of that, but it's just me. Uh, on the Lakers side of the ball, uh, you know, two main people are uh, responsible for their loss, and that is Anthony Davis and Danny Green. At this point, I don't know what to say about Danny Green. Uh, Danny Green is just, he's been shooting horribly this entire finals. He, uh, he shot 3 of 8, game 1 from 3, 1 of 8 last game, and this game he shot 0 of 4 from 3. And, you know, when your third best player on your team shot horribly this entire finals, I guess, you know, when you, your other players got to step up, your best two players got to play lights out every single game. And unfortunately, Anthony Davis did not play lights out this game. He actually had a pretty, not pretty underwhelming game. He had three first quarter, uh, first half fouls, and he was just playing really conservatively, and he just couldn't get things going. And uh, so he wasn't able to, he wasn't able to uh, be effective enough for the Lakers to overcome um, Jimmy Butler's heroic effort. LeBron James put in 25, 10, and 8, which, I mean, it's like a classic LeBron James game. He was just good as usual. He wasn't exceptionally great. He also wasn't bad. So it's a, just a classic LeBron game. And uh, honestly, I was really shocked this game by uh, Marquise Morris, who was just on fire from three. He put in 19 points, uh, two re- uh, six rebounds, and two assists. Kyle Kuzma contributed 19 points. So really, you know, LeBron James did have some help, but Anthony Davis not playing well is is not great. It's never great because, you know, Lakers don't have that many people that can score. So and Anthony Davis expected to give you like 25 and 25 and 10 every single game, and when he doesn't, you know, the Lakers team is a little shaky. Especially considering how bad Danny Green has been in the playoffs this past two, three years already. So, yeah, it was it was just a bad game for the Lakers, and they were just sloppy on defense, everything. So, yeah, does this game change the mentality of the series? Sure. I mean, the Heat proved that they can still win without their best two of their best players, which I mean should be should be scary for the Lakers. And Lakers now needs to focus if they really want to win this series comfortably. They have to now focus. And uh, Anthony Davis needs to pick his stuff up. Uh, Danny Green. I don't expect Danny Green to be better because he's just been horrible last few playoffs. So I just hope he can, you know, uh, focus at least on the defensive end because he's been playing some mediocre defense as well this series. So at least focus on the defensive end. Don't chuck up too many shots. Uh, try not to disrupt the flow of the offense too much. And... Just stay out of the way. Don't do anything bad. LeBron and AD needs to pick the uh, needs to you know keep carrying this team. Kuzma, I mean, Kuzma keep scoring. Marquise Morris keep taking those threes, and yeah, nothing much to say. For the Heat, mm, Jimmy Butler is not going to give you forty points every single night. He's just not going to give you forty points every single night. It's more likely that he's going to give you a, t- a eighteen twenty point game that he. It is he is gonna give you like forty points, so, um, you know the Heat in order for them to continue winning, they have to get more contribution from Kendrick Nunn, 
yeah, pretty much Kendrick Nunn because he was supposed to be the second best scorer on this team right now. He's supposed to start in place of Goran Dragic. Yet my guy Kendrick Nunn has what like four points? Come on, you know you are supposed to be the person that's replacing replacing Goran Dragic as the scorer. You know, as the scoring point guard on this team. Yet he isn't really doing that at all. So come on, you know, pick your stuff up. But also, Kelly Olynyk needs to keep on playing lights out right now. I mean, Kelly Olynyk is playing great, and he needs to keep playing great. And、uh, Miami needs to keep having these bench pieces contribute. And hopefully, Jimmy Butler can pull another forty-point game out of his, you know, out of himself, so that he can keep on riding this、uh, Jimmy Butler hot streak. Adebayo and Goran Dragic injury seems pretty bad, so I don't even know if Adebayo can play next game. Uh, Dragic, I think, is pretty much out for the series. So yeah, this if the Heat wants to keep winning, it needs to get solid contribution from the bench, and Jimmy Butler needs to keep on playing just out of his mind. Which I mean, Jimmy Butler is a great player and all, but I doubt he can do that for you know extended period of time. So this series is a two two one series now. So you know, it is. It it's, it can be close. It has potential to be a closer series than we imagine. So, you know, we'll see. Anything's possible. You know, the Heat can win in six for all we know. So, that being said, I'm very much looking forward to Game Four and see how the Lakers respond or how the Heat can keep winning. Now,、uh, in the second section of this podcast, I'm gonna dive into another trade idea that I have. It's gonna be the third trade idea. That I'm going to propose for the Celtics this offseason, and this one is centered around another uh, center, uh, another big man uh, in uh, Clint Capella. I mean, the thing with Clint Capella is that even when he was on the Rockets, like earlier this season, before the season began, a lot of people were、uh, talking about how the Celtics should try to get Clint Capella because he is a great fit for the Celtics. He's a great defender. He can he can score on low post. He actually scored very well around the rim, and he is very athletic. Can't shoot whatsoever, but again, Celtics don't really necessarily need someone who can shoot at the center position. And、uh, you know, all the offensive stuff can be really much,、uh, very much made up for you know, for the Celtics because of how good the Celtics' wings are at scoring. So、uh, basically, I think you know, Celtics. Would love Clint Capella, and I think Clint Capella would thrive in the Celtics system. Clint Capella right now is with the Hawks, and in order for the Celtics to trade for Clint Capella, they of course need to move Gordon Hayward. I mean, this deal can be done without Gordon Hayward, but that would mean throwing in Daniel Tice,、uh, Ennis Cantor, one of the some of their young players for salary match purposes, and that might be giving up too much for Clint Capella, and also. You know that would be very problematic because we'll have no center depth whatsoever anymore. And、uh, I think one trade the Celtics should consider is with Gordon Hayward, and、uh, that includes Clint Capella and Dwayne Dedman, because Clint Capella is only making sixteen million dollars a year, and Gordon Hayward is making thirty-four. So they need to match salaries. And Dwayne Dedman, even though he's a great player, he's not worth thirteen million dollars, so he's pretty much a debt contract. A bad contract, and I think that can entice the Hawks from giving Demon to the Celtics. And I think Gordon Hayward and、uh, Gordon Hayward for Clint Capella and Dwayne Demon 
could be a trade the Hawks accept because Gordon Hayward's contract's running out, and they could have an expiring contract and uh, to prepare for a big free agency uh, in 2021, maybe even potentially luring uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo to Atlanta. It's all possible. And if Gordon Hayward's not enough, we have three first-round picks this year, and I think giving them 30 and 26, so two first-round picks, will definitely get the deal done. And I think that should be able to do it. And uh, one, if the Celtics fans or if the Hawks fans think that Dwayne Dedman is not really that realistic in this deal, and uh, this deal wouldn't be realistic with Dwayne Dedman, uh, then it will be really problematic because we can no longer really trade Gordon Hayward for Clint Capella because this, the, the Hawks don't have that many players to salary match. The players that we can salary match is DeAndre Hunter, uh, which is, who is a rookie, uh, who is a rookie, like who is a sophomore going to next year. And there's no way, we're going to assume the Hawks are not going to trade away people on the rookie deals, especially like second-year players. So we're not going to get a $7.4 million of DeAndre Hunter to a salary match. Then we're going to get Cam Reddish $4.4 million. So really, and the rest of their players are pretty much all free agents. And the, like the, and the remaining contracts that's wor- worth over $4 million is John Collins at $4.1 million. And John Collins is way too valuable for the Hawks for them to just deal away for salary purposes. Kevin Herter as well. Uh, and pretty much the rest of the rest of the uh, rest of the entire Hawks contract, uh, Hawks payroll are all free agents this season. Uh, and the only other two contracts that can be traded is Brandon Goodwin and uh, Bruno Fernando, one point seven mil and one point five mil, which is nowhere close enough. So if the Celtics want to do a Gordon Hayward for a Clint Capella trade, they have to take on Dwayne Dedman, and Dwayne Dedman has to be in there for the salaries to work. And, uh, I mean, of course, the salary, you know, the Hawks can take Gordon Hayward's salary, can just straight up have Capella for Gordon Hayward, but I, I don't know if the Hawks will just want to take on Gordon Hayward's contract for, for this year for nothing. You know, maybe they want Celtics to take away Dwayne Dedman's pretty bad contract as well in return. So I think that's more likely going to happen than just simply the Hawks Taking directly taking on Gordon Hayward's contract for Clint Capella because they do have the cap space to um, they don't have the cap space to take on Gordon Hayward's contract in entirety, but I doubt the Hawks will be willing to do that. So with that said, we can also entertain possibility a trade without uh, without Gordon Hayward, right? So instead of trading with Gordon Hayward, the Celtics can deal with them, Daniel Tice uh, and his Cantor. And one young player, which I'm going to assume is Romeo Langford, uh, but it could also be uh, it could always also be Carson Edwards, right? In this case, uh, in this case, when you look at it, uh, it will be the Celtics giving away about mm, about thirteen point six mil million dollars of contract for sixteen million dollars of Clint Capella. And I think this trade will be a very good trade for the Hawks because not only are you getting Cantor and Tice in exchange for Clint Capella, uh, so the big man depth is still there. And also, Ennis Cantor and Daniel Tice are all going to be on one-year deals if we assume Ennis Cantor accepts his player option. And not only that, you're also going to get Romeo Langford, who's a great young piece. So I think these, this three-for-one trade will be really beneficial for the Hawks going forward. 
And for the Celtics, not only do we get Clint Capella, who's a great center, and we also kind of freeze up some roster spots. And uh, even though, yeah, our big man rotation is going to suffer a little bit, but I think Grant Williams and Robert Williams can develop enough to which this trade doesn't kill the Celtics bench depth. And next season, the Celtics can go into the season with a lineup that is uh, Kemba, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, and Clint Capella, which I think is a great lineup. It's going to be a perfect lineup. And not perfect, but like pretty darn good lineup. And uh, on off the bench, the Celtics will have uh, Grant Williams and Robert Williams as backup bigs, which I think is enough. You know, Grant Williams has progressed so much, and Robert Williams is getting smarter each and every day, uh, higher basketball IQ with experience. So I think this could definitely work. The thing is, um, I don't know how well Clint Capella will be able to fit into the Celtics because, I mean, Clint Capella will be able to, will, be, will have to adapt to the Celtics system. And there's not really a full training camp and full offseason for them to incorporate, incorporate Clint Capella into the system. So I'm curious to see what, how that's going to work. And also, I don't know if this lack of uh, big man depth is going to hurt the Celtics because Clint Capella has been hurt a lot recently. So I don't know if Clint Capella is going to get hurt midway through this year. And with the Celtics now lack of bench depth, it might kill the Celtics for it. But overall, I still think it's a good trade, especially because Clint Capella is such a good rebounder and a really good defender. And he's also really good scoring in the paint. So I overall think it is a great trade. And I think the Celtics should definitely entertain this trade. Uh, not no, no, no matter if it's with Gordon Hayward or with... Uh, uh, Daniel Tice, Ennis Cantor, and a young player to match the contract. So yeah, that is the third trade that I'm going to propose the Celtics make this offseason. There's about there's a lot more trades to come in future episodes because you know there's infinite possibilities and I have nothing else to do. So yeah, next episode, well I will probably be talking about mm, yeah I will be talking about some more draft picks. This time, I'm going to jump into a big man, uh, drafting a big man for the Celtics, because as much as I don't like the idea of drafting big men in the draft because of how long it usually takes for big men to develop, and Celtics are in win-now mode, I'm still going to entertain the possibilities, because you never know, right? You never know if Danny Ainge is willing to see the Celtics develop a big man, or if there's a very attractive offer. If there's like a really attractive uh, prospect that happens to fall in fall pretty darn uh, deep into the draft, I think the Celtics should take a chance on the, in those circumstances. So next episode, I'm gonna you know have in the third episode of the draft analysis, third episode of the draft preview, I'm gonna entertain the possibilities of uh, drafting a big man for the Celtics, and uh, that's pretty much what's going to happen. So next episode is going to be the third installment of uh, previewing the 2020 NBA draft for the Celtics. And uh, with that being said, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Totally Biased NBA Podcast. If you like this episode, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And with that being said, uh, I'll see you guys next time.